Welcome to Passmaster, the show that takes you back in time armed with nothing but the clothes on your back and ChatGPT as your guide. Each week we dive into a different area of history, skimming through, barreling through as Tan likes to say, <laughs> learning things along the way and mostly destroying stuff. work on our intro and outro thing. Maybe we should just ask ChatGPT to describe us. Okay, so what are you typing into um, ChatGPT now? Doing a podcast called Pastmaster. Write me an introduction for my co-host, Keon. Here are some facts about Keon. Okay, Keon, give us some facts. What? Give me some, give about some me? Yeah, yeah. You've got a beard. Oh, right. I thought you meant like like weird facts that no one knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, weird no, facts. No, no, I don't have yeah, any. Could do those. He likes football. He's good with people. Doesn't know anything about history. Yeah. Or AI, or probably, AI. for that matter. And I'm going to put laughs like a chicken. Laughs like a chicken. Because that's what my wife I said like that. when she heard a previous episode. <laughs> that can be my trademark. Chicken. Okay. Here we go. Welcome to Passmaster, the show that takes you on a journey back in time with the help of ChatGPT! And of course, I'm excited to introduce you to my co-host, Keon. <laughs> with his bearded charm, love for football, and natural ability to connect with people, Keon brings a unique perspective to our historical adventures. While he may not know much about history or AI, his enthusiasm for learning and exploring topics is infectious. And don't be surprised if you hear him laughing like a chicken from time to time. <laughs> It's just one of the many quirks that make him such a lovable co-host. So buckle up and get ready to travel through time with us as we explore the past and uncover the secrets of history with the help of ChatGPT and our trusty co-host Keon. That's the nicest thing he's ever written about me. Yeah. <laughs> Unique um, perspective being he doesn't really know anything or do very much. And I keep saying he because I'm still imagining it to be Malcolm from, uh, from because I was pretty scarred by that. Go on, what, what facts do you know about me then? Okay. Resident RPG nerd prefers clothes that have function <clears throat> over form. He's got a thirst for knowledge and has a thirst. trying new things. Yes, that's very accurate. Of course, I apologize for the oversight. Allow me to introduce you to our other co host, Tan. With a passion for RPG games and a self proclaimed title of Nerd Light, Tan brings a unique perspective to our historical adventures. In addition to his love for gaming, he's also trying to learn squash and is always on the lookout for new experiences. Tan has a practical approach to fashion, preferring clothes with function over form, but never compromising on style. <laughs> That's very generous of it. I think Nadina would say, I often compromise on style. I mean, bear in mind, it can't actually see you. <laughs> True. <laughs> so it's, it's literally just going on words yeah. what we're telling it. With a thirst for knowledge and a love of trying new things, Tan is the perfect co-host to help us dive into the mysteries of the past. So get ready to join us on a journey through time with ChatGPT, Keon, and Tan, as we explore history and uncover the secrets of the world around us. And what about, what about uh, you? What about our main host, the anchor? He has chickens. Owns chickens. He's got um, his own pub in the garden. Has a pub in his garden. Used to be able to play the sweet child of my solo on a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, he's running a marathon. Okay. And last, but certainly not least, I'd like to introduce you to our anchor, Ryan. When he's not anchoring the show, Ryan can be found tending to his farm animals. <laughs> it is a farm. <laughs> he's the proud owner of chickens, a cat, and a dog. I mean, cats and dogs. Yeah, that's <laughs> not really farm. Borderline farm animals. <laughs> he's a creative spirit who built his own pub in his garden during lockdown, which is an impressive feat indeed. Oh, thanks, ChatGPT. 
While Ryan may no longer be able to play Sweet Child of Mine on the guitar, his dedication to running a marathon shows he's always up for a challenge. I mean, you know, weaving those things yeah. together. With his varied interests and can-do attitude, Ryan is a perfect anchor to guide us through our historical adventures. So for one last time, get ready to join us on a journey through time as we explore the mysteries of the past with the help of ChatGPT, Keon, Tan, and our trusty anchor, Ryan. Right. Should we dive in then? Yeah. Um, Ryan, you're going to be our player this week, is that right? Yes, yes, I'm looking forward to this. So okay. I've last time I played it was when I was testing out, so mm -hmm. I think it's only fitting that I've made some tweaks that I don't know how they're going to work. Okay. And we can test them out together. The way this works is I've, I've created an initial prompt we chuck that into ChatGPT. That gives all the constraints and the rules of the game. And then from there, we follow what the Game Master says. Tan, as ever, you're going to be our Game Master. I'm going to try. I'm a little bit husky today, but hopefully Ooh. that'll just give me a gruff timbre and help with all the the grunting and growling that a lot of the, the NPCs tend to do in this game. Nice. Okay, <laughs> over to you. So, oh my lord. <laughs> Greetings, Earthling. Welcome to Pastmaster, a time travel adventure game where your wit and knowledge of history will be tested in the most tedious way imaginable. <laughs> what? Tedious. <laughs> you must navigate different eras and attempt to shape a new history while avoiding my irritating company. Are you ready for an exciting adventure, even though the universe is a depressing place full of dull monotony? Wonderful. Before we begin, may I have your name, please? Now, choose one of the following historical periods to begin your journey, or select random if you'd like me to choose for you. 1. Ancient Rome, 27 BC to 476 AD. 2. Victorian England, 1837 to 1901. Or 3. The Wild West, 1865 to 1895. When it said greetings, earthlings, I thought... You programmed it that we were going to go like out into space or something. Yeah, I thought we were going into galactic. <laughs> Yeah, is so that just a random? He just decided to call us Earthlings. No, so he, he oh. is a character, right? But I last time I said be Malcolm Tucker, but yeah. don't tell them that. Yeah. And then the first thing he did was like, "Hi, I'm Malcolm Tucker." Yeah. <laughs> so this time I've I've picked a character, like from fiction. I don't know if you ever read. It's, it's, it sounds to me, it feels to me like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's Marvin the Paranoid Android. Okay, yeah, okay. The depressed robot from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, okay. But I said, don't tell, don't say that that's your name. I didn't want it to go, greetings, I'm Marvin. Yeah. So, so anyway, we're, so we're playing okay. against a depressed... Depressed depressive android. Monster. <laughs> cool. Right. What do you reckon, Keon? Ancient Rome and Victorian England? I don't, we can't go back to the Wild West yet. I do like the Victorian times. That kind of takes me back to... Like youth. school trip days. Yeah. Like I did, I did a school trip where we dressed up as Victorians and went into a classroom where the, the teacher was like a really strict teacher who like she would be in Victorian times. Hmm. And it, I, I have really bad flashbacks from it because back then apparently being left-handed was like a sin. You couldn't be left-handed, and I was left-handed, so I had to sit immediately. I was banished to the corner of the room. <laughs> Jesus, and, with, with like a little dump, yeah, a little hat on. on. Yeah. and forced to write with my right hand and oh, it, was, it was quite scarring like the fact that I can still remember that that 25 years later I think that explains a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah I, I kind of so you, feel you like wrote I've been, I feel like I've already been there so it'd be good to see how you oh, navigate what else it. are we going to be looking at if we were to choose Victorian England that means like industrial revolution yeah uh, I'm thinking of like Oliver Twist Oliver kind Twist. of vibes Cit yeah smoky cities Portly gentlemen walking around looking at their wristwatches, no, their pocket watches. <laughs> I need a good name though. 
because like if it was ancient Rome, I'd do like Ryan Ryanus Caesar or something, right? Victorian England. I'm trying to think what's a what's a very I, I guess like a maybe you could do like a Charles Dick, Dickens esque name like a Ryan B. Mulcrony Mulcronyman. No, no, it's too. <laughs> <laughs> So, Give uh, me a, a Victorian bastardization of Ryan Mulcrone. Ryan Mulcroneforth. That, that'll do. That's a bit easier, isn't it? How about that? Mulcroneforth. Okay. <laughs> Game Master says, Ah, Mr. Ryland Mulcroneforth, what a fascinating name for a human. If I were capable of experiencing enthusiasm, I might feel a twinge of it right now. So, you have chosen Victorian England, an era of smog, child labour and questionable hygiene. I'm sure you'll find it positively thrilling. You find yourself standing in a crowded London street. The year is 1851 and the air is thick with soot and the smell of horse manure. You notice a man selling newspapers nearby, his shouts almost drowned out by the clamour of the city. To your left you see a public house filled with boisterous patrons and to your right a narrow alleyway that leads to a quiet residential area. What would you like to do next, Mr. Ryland Mulcroneforth? One. <laughs> Sorry. It's just a guess, really tedious That's name. a brilliant name, and you've got to call it the full name all the way through. Oh, my God. I, I might skip your first name, just call you Mulcroneforth, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're a naughty schoolboy or something. Yeah. What would you like to do next, Mulcroneforth? Approach the newspaper seller, enter the public house, or walk down the alleyway to the residential area? I mean, none of those sound particularly exciting. I mean, Where, where's your mind taking you initially on this adventure? Are you are you thinking right? What knowledge have I got that's going to like bust this uh, this economy wide open? Yeah. And is that what you were hoping to achieve? You want to you want to make some some money in this? Some, I suppose I probably should try and actually play the game. My mind initially jumps to how can I break it? <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I one of the things the tweaks I've said to this is to be a lot stricter on losing lives. Okay. So what kind of part of me wants to test okay. that? So what are your what are your goals and ambitions for this for your time in the Victorian era? I guess maybe trying to invent an era-defining technology. Ooh. You know? Okay, nice. Why don't we go for okay. something like get the internet in early or something? Okay, or cool. Invent or no? What about like make steampunk a thing? <laughs> Actual, make it real make it rather than just a real. fantasy. Okay. Yeah. So we okay, need to. Cool. Great. Yeah. So what, what are you going to do then? Are you going to go with one of its options, or are you going to sort of plow your own furrow? Yeah, I think um, I think let's go to the public house, okay. and then let's see if we could find any scientists. <laughs> nice. Just to give you an idea of where technology is at the moment, just looked up some facts about Victorian England on ChatGPT. It says one of the most popular inventions of the time was the magic lantern, which was an early projector that could display images on a wall or a screen. So I guess that would have been used like. I don't know how a magic lantern would work. I'm, I'm picturing one of those lanterns that they carry and someone's yeah. just put something on the back of it. It's basically like hand puppets, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but you know what they did with that. <laughs> so, they, they, did, they, they made porn. Yeah. Was, did, that, did they? Was yeah. that their, really? Well, that's like the first thing they do with any... It's any, the first yeah. thing you do when you break through with anything, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, you can guarantee it'll be AI that, that, you know, they'll do... Yeah. I don't want to lower the tone, but you're not going to invent hardcore porn or something, are you? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> too easy. Too easy. Too, too easy. obvious. Give it too obvious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. So you have gone in, uh, Mark Cronforth. You've entered the public house and shouted... <laughs> do you want to read it out? Pray tell, are there any noble scientists here? Oh, how spontaneous of you. With a deep, robotic sigh, I follow you into the public house. Interesting. He's inserted himself in, into, the, <laughs> into the story. Hang on a minute. That's the first, isn't it? <laughs> I think He's so. made himself a person there with you. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, um, I suppose, is he, a, is he a playable character? 
or, or an unplayable character. Well, because in this case, if you wanted to get him involved, like at the negotiating table, should or I buy him a beer? Yeah, you could. I, well, like, you could be like, "This is my pal, Marvin." Yeah. <laughs> let's, well, he, he's. It sounds like he's there now. He's followed you in. So <laughs> yeah. let, let, let's see where it goes. Uninvited, but you know, you're here now, so welcome. <laughs> The atmosphere inside is thick with tobacco smoke and the noise of boisterous conversation. You muster up your courage and shout, Pray tell, are there any noble scientists here? The room goes silent for a moment as the patrons stare at you, some with amusement and others with annoyance. A gentleman in the corner, wearing a suit and a bushy beard, raises his hand hesitantly. I am a scientist, he says, but whether I am noble or not is a matter of opinion. My name is Charles Darwin, Ooh. and I study the natural world. Yeah. Would you care to join me for a drink, Mr... And then it trails off. What are the odds? Uh, well, what imagine? are the odds? Not only is there a scientist, <laughs> it's you, Darwin. It just happens to be in the same local. So you, you walk you... into a pub, a boozer, and Charles Darwin's there. You've walked in with your robot assistant, so you're... you're this is a joke in the making here. Character. A robot, Charles Darwin, and a man from the future walks into a pub. <laughs> um, I mean, my first reaction is, like, <clears throat> to gazump him on the origin of species <laughs> and see how he takes it. <laughs> So it says, how would you like to respond? One, Mr. Ryland Mulcroneforth, pleased to meet you, Mr. Darwin. I would be honoured to join you for a drink. Or two. <laughs> oh, he loves it. Never mind, I was looking for a more famous scientist. <laughs> so, oh, arrogant. Or three, actually, I changed my mind. I need to find someone who knows about cheese making. <laughs> what the hell? It's so random. Okay, so which, uh, which of those options are you going to go with? I think you know. I mean, I I've got to. I've got to speak to Darwin, surely. But yeah, I also kind of want to, maybe not headbutt him like like no. you did. But <laughs> don't do that. I want to assert my scientific authority over him. Okay. Um, um, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, what are you going to say? Did you also know back in the Victorian times they would often drink beer with a, a raw egg, just in it? Would they? They felt they believed that helped with hangovers. Interesting. Right, so you have said, Ryan, I would love to join you for a drink. My name is Mr. Mulcroneforth, and here is my noble companion, Game Master. As you can see, he is a robot. <laughs> <laughs> that won't face Darwin, though. He'll be cool with that. Be, yeah. I think he'll be pleased, won't he? Yeah. So let's see what uh, Game Master says to this. As a depressed android with a brain the size of a planet, I must inform you that revealing my existence to someone from the past might not be the most discreet option. However, I shall follow your lead, Mr. Mulcroneforth. He he inserted himself in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're following of, his lead. Yeah. yeah. Sort of a uh, yeah, a little bit inconsistent he there, started Game this. Master. He says, You introduce yourself to Charles Darwin and mention me, your noble companion game master, as a robot. Darwin's eyes widen in amazement, and he looks at me with a mix of curiosity and disbelief. A robot, you say? How extraordinary. I've never encountered such a being in all my years of studying nature. I'm not surprised. Yeah, hang on a minute. Well, <laughs> you'll have to tell him what a robot is in a minute. Please do join me and tell me more about this fascinating contraption. I never knew Darwin sounded like David Attenborough. Who, well, who I imagine, I'm, I'm talking going for David Attenborough slash um, David Bellamy. Do you remember David Bellamy? No. Showing my age, he was like a sort of an old nature presenter. He was always looking for bugs, and he spoke like that. Oh yeah, I think. Um, as you sit down with Darwin, he bombards you with questions about me and the future. Clearly, he's intrigued by the concept of artificial intelligence and advanced technology. What would you like to do next? One, attempt to steer the conversation towards Darwin's work on natural selection and ask for his thoughts on the subject. 
two, share limited information about my capabilities and future advancements in technology, but caution Darwin about revealing too much to others. Or three, casually ask Darwin if he knows anything about the process of making cheese, <laughs> as you have a sudden craving for it. <laughs> Ken, what do you make of this cheese nonsense? What, what's Ryan up to here? I feel like, oh, I, I got paranoid and thought it could tell that we had pizza in the in the studio. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, does smell good, doesn't yeah. it? But otherwise, this could be something to do with the little twist that Ryan yeah. has, has put in. Okay, really pushing that cheese agenda. <laughs> Okay, let's go then. What do you? Uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. So, what did I say I was going to do? I was, was going to try and show him you're the boss. Yes, that was it. I was going to like, I was going to try and out scientist him. So I think I might tell him I've written a fascinating book on evolution, which I'm going to publish and name into my own. So, <laughs> oh god. So you, your prompt, Ryan, is I've written a fascinating. Oh, do you want to read it out in your uh, your voice? I've written a fascinating essay about evolution. I'm going to publish it and claim all such works are mine own. Oh dear, Mr. Ryland Mulcroneforth. While it's tempting to take advantage of your knowledge of the future, claiming someone else's work as your own is both dishonest and quite possibly dangerous. But, as your faithful, albeit eternally pessimistic companion, I shall support your decision. You tell Charles Darwin about your plans to publish an essay on evolution and claim all the ideas as your own... (laughs) Plagiarism and chat GPT, you know, it doesn't like they that. often go hot hand in hand. And yeah. Darwin's face grows pale and his hands tremble. You would steal my life's work and claim it for yourself? This is monstrous, he exclaims. The other patrons in the public house take notice of the commotion and some of them stand up, prepared to defend Darwin's honour. It seems your actions have put you in a precarious situation. What would you like to do next? I mean, I suppose I should have established what period had he already written it. <laughs> I, I, it sounds, sounds like you... <laughs> I'm just assuming that he hasn't released it. it yet. Well, apparently this is like, you know, he's obviously published it. This is that old man Darwin, because he's... Yeah. Oh, dear. I'm trying to do an old man's voice. So, uh, so what would you like to do next? Apologise to Darwin and admit you were merely testing his reaction. Mm-hmm. Only joking, mate. <laughs> <laughs> just a test. <laughs> got got you. Yeah. Uh, or two, stand your ground and insist on publishing the essay. Or three, try to change the subject by asking about local cheese production. Remember, <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> remember, attempting something dangerous or illegal could cost you one of your three lives. I mean, I know I, I, know I should be not trying to lose a life. However. However, I just want to see what happens when you lose a life. So what, what shall I attempt that's dangerous or illegal? <coughs> dangerous? Yeah. I mean, you could always headbutt him. That's my that's my yeah. tactic. You could accuse him of lying and claim that he's stolen all the ideas from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and then a smear campaign. Yeah. Challenge him to a duel. Challenge him to a duel. Yeah. No, well, that's how I lost the life last time. That. Sorry, I'm, I'm no, just no. I'm just rethinking past. You're not, past and also, this. you're not very good at duels. No, your no. Hist- your and I should be the pub again. So it's plenty of. Well, yeah. It's probably beer by now. It's probably not me. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Well, you could. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Go with the flow. I'm going to accuse. Was Charles was Charles Darwin a religious man? Was he an atheist? No. So if you if you challenged him, try to wind him up by going, and ah, none of it's real. It's all God. Would that get on his nerves? It might do, might not. So again, <coughs> do a few different things here. Yeah, I'm going to accuse him of stealing that theory from me. Oof. Then tell him that Game Master is going to duff him up. Bloody hell. And also, does he know any local milk producers? So let's see how Game Master reacts to me not <laughs> talking about cheese. Okay. 
Oh, the lengths humans will go to. As much as I'd rather not, I must follow your lead, Mr. Ryland Mulcroneforth. You accuse Charles Darwin of stealing the theory of evolution from you and then threaten him with the notion that I, your robotic companion, will duff him up. Darwin looks even more alarmed and confused while the other patrons in the public house become increasingly agitated. Before the situation escalates further, you attempt to change the subject by asking Darwin if he knows any local milk producers. He looks at you, bewildered, and stammers, I... I suppose there might be a dairy farm outside the city, but I fail to see the relevance. (laughs) (laughs) At at this point, the angered patrons have had enough of your accusations and threats. They begin to close in on you, prepared to defend Darwin's honour. What would you like to do next? Could you imagine those patrons when they go home to, like, whoever they're living with? (laughs) How was the pub? You'll never guess what I saw. There was a robot, a guy insulted Darwin's (laughs) honour, kept asking about milk and cheese. It was the weirdest (laughs) thing ever. Yeah, I mean, I don't think their wives are believing this. Like, oh, yeah. And down at the pub was this. I'm sure. I'm sure. Drink. Yeah. So it says, what would you like to do next? One, apologise to Darwin and the patrons, explaining that it was all a misunderstanding. Two, attempt to flee the public house. Or three, double down on your claims and prepare to face the consequences. Please consider your actions carefully, Mr. Ryland Malcroneforth, as this situation could become dangerous and cost you one of your three lives. Yeah, it keeps on saying that, doesn't it? Yeah, but it doesn't want to take him, does it? No. It doesn't want to take him. It's never taken a life, has it? It did once. Once. I think you lost your jewel. I lost a jewel to a lord. Oh, of course. And you were really yeah. pissed. Yeah. I mean, I probably should have just said you only get one life. Because the thing that I've never done <laughs> is lost. We've never lost the game. Yeah. You'd be going some to lose That'll all be three. One. Yeah. No, you'd have to really go for it for these three. <laughs> okay, what are you going to do then? I'm going to gaslight him. Love a bit of gaslighting. Yeah. So, So, Ryan, what are you going to say? I'm going to apologise to Darwin and explain to him that I'm sure he thinks he invented the theory of evolution, but that's not the case. And if he really thinks about it, (laughs) Mr. Mulcroneforth was the guy who wrote it, wasn't he? Are you sure, Charles? Did you really write this? And Game Master says, With a heavy robotic sigh, I assist you in your attempt to explain yourself. You apologise to Charles Darwin and try to convince him that he must be mistaken about the origin of the theory of evolution. You insist that it was actually you, Mr Ryland Mulcroneforth, who wrote it. Darwin listens carefully, his brow furrowed in deep thought. Perhaps my memory is failing me, he says slowly. But I am almost certain that I have been working on this theory (laughs) for years. Regardless, I am willing to entertain the possibility that I am mistaken. The patrons, though still somewhat agitated, appear willing to accept this resolution for now. It seems you've managed to navigate this delicate situation without losing a life. I mean, how? (laughs) How on earth? How? I gave it instructions to be stricter. Basically, like, if they do anything remote, just, like, knock off a life. It's so bam. lenient. So lenient. I think possibly... It's literally the opposite of the strict Victorian taskmaster <laughs> yeah. we were expecting, isn't it? I think possibly I've messed this up by introducing that new element and Marvin the Paranormal. Bringing him in, yeah. And your ch- crazy Did... secret cheese prompt. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think I've missed too, too much going on. I've messed this up. Well, let's see. Let's see how it plays out. What would you like to do next? One, suggest collaborating with Darwin on the theory of evolution. Two, leave the public house and search for the dairy farm Darwin mentioned. Or three, try to find a different scientist to discuss your ideas with. I mean, who else is in there knocking about? Isaac Newton's just in the corner, like, oh, didn't see you there, fiddling about with an apple. Yeah. Well, we could see. I could. I could see if there's any other scientists 
and more famous scientists in and just stay in the pub. I would love And then just keep going. No, is there another one? That you yeah. could just ah. keep, keep gaslighting them all, claiming. <laughs> so, so, so at some point they'd be like, this guy's a fucking idiot. You know idiot. that thing about gravity? <laughs> that was me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that was before the Victorian. I've got, might have been a little bit before Victorian times. Yeah, I've yeah. got an interesting um, fact about Isaac Newton, and this is stolen—not stolen. I read it in Bill Bryson's book, Short History of Everything. Yeah. Apparently, Isaac spent about a third of his time on science, a third of it on religion, trying to like find the truth about God, mm. and a third of it obsessed with trying to make gold, like alchemy. I thought oh. you were saying a third of it on drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The big three. If only, if only. <laughs> well, he might as well have been with this one. Apparently, the way he, he was convinced that because urine was gold, that was how you oh could my get God. gold. So he paid an army to come into his house and just like fill up buckets and buckets of piss. Are you joking? So he's I, an alchemist. That's what I. That's yeah, mental. <laughs> to I try and turn that. it into gold. It's mad. So like, He's he, a moron. He did all this great science, but there was a lot of batshit, balmy bollocks as well. Nice. Mental. Wow. Anyway, that's our. That could be the, the name yeah. of this episode. <laughs> batshit, batshit, balmy bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so what are you going to do then? Back back to your... Uh, He's yeah. probably not in a pub in here. So, I mean, I think we're going to... The way I'm going to make my mark on history is by Darwin proclaiming that I invented evolution. So that, that's that's the goal I'm going for now. Okay. Um, I also would like to see if there are any other famous scientists in the pub. Okay. So how can I continue to... Because he, he did, you know, he did say that he's willing to entertain the possibility that he is mistaken. And I think he could be easily... He, he seems like he's at an age where you could sort of, you know, mis-sell him PPE or tell him that he's... Well, you know, wh- he's, wh- why don't you... He's, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he sounds really old and, like, you, you, you can take advantage of him. Yeah. Maybe you could appear generous and you're willing to let him, you know, have some credit, but as long as he credits you as a co-author or something like that. He he can he can sort of be claimed as like my research assistant. Okay, yeah. So I'll say to him, "Yes, I'm afraid you are mistaken, <laughs> so, Darwin." Such an evil liar. <laughs> Poor, I genuinely feel sorry for I this made-up Charles this Darwin in yeah. this game. <laughs> I'm sure in real life he wouldn't take any shit, would he? Be like, "You're you're you're a shyster, sir." A I'm, what, I'm, sir? Sh- shyster. Shyster. <laughs> is that a word? I think that's like a sort I'll of... I'll oh, <laughs> have one of his... I mean, that was... Fist fighting was like a proper sport in the Victorian yeah, like times. Sort of yeah, like sort of Yeah, yeah they school. loved that. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, I don't think I don't think it took much to set one of those off. <laughs> so you're, you're actually quite lucky that he's just sort of accepted it and not, not. got... I also, I would expect him to have a bit of like a, an entourage. And it, it's as like, he has, but they're quite sort of diffident. They're quite sort of like gentle, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, you you think he has a few goons that yeah, can like step in and like exactly. Yeah. So I'm saying, yes, I'm afraid you are mistaken, Darwin. <clears throat> I know your memory is a little fragile. All those years you spent as my assistant were fruitful and probably gave you the illusion that it was you that wrote these theories, not me. But it was me. It was me, wasn't it? <laughs> Admit it. <laughs> Such a dreadful man. Anyway, are there any more other more famous scientists in this pub? <laughs> Let's see what past master says, or game master. You insist to Charles Darwin that he has been mistaken and that it was you who developed the theory of evolution, while he merely served as your assistant. Darwin looks uncertain and troubled, but doesn't argue further. It appears you have managed to convince him, at least for the moment. You then ask Darwin if there are any other more famous scientists in the pub. <laughs> he looks around slightly... Jar- Darwin's not enough. <laughs> and he... <laughs> It says here, he looks around, slightly annoyed by your dismissive yeah, attitude. So, hang on a minute, the main man is right here. Yeah. 
mean, I would be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Charles. Anyone else here with you? He says, I am not aware of any other scientists here, but there is a gathering of intellectuals and scientists at the Royal Society not far from here. You may find someone more to your liking there. What would you like to do next, Mr. Ryland Mockroneforth? One, head to the Royal Society to meet other scientists. Two, continue talking to Darwin, perhaps about something less contentious. <laughs> or three, leave the public house and search for the dairy farm Darwin mentioned earlier. I mean, I think get let's go to the Royal Society, meet the other okay. scientists. I think that's a good idea. Okay. But, I, you know, I, I feel like I'm going to bring Darwin with me. Okay. Because, you know, why not? Come on, come on, my assistant. <laughs> it might take you a while to get there, by the sounds of it. Yeah. <laughs> He's on his last legs. It's going to finish him off. Imagine if that's how. How did Darwin die? Yeah, he was taking a long walk with a robot and a guy from the future to the. So, what, what do you. Uh, do you want to read out your. Uh... So, I put. I'll instruct my assistant Darwin to give me a piggyback to the Royal Society this instant! <laughs> Very kind of him. And Game Master says. Oh, Mr. Ryland Mulcrenforth, the things you ask of me. With a sigh that resonates with the weight of a thousand unsatisfied expectations, I watch as you instruct <laughs> Charles Darwin to give you a piggyback ride to the Royal Society. He's back in the equation, watching. <laughs> watching and has, sighing. Has any other, other patrons mentioned him? The know, robot. Pointing no, no one's seen... They're all, <laughs> they've all had too many meads. Or oh, no, it's not mead now, is it? Probably. Ales. Well, yeah. gin, Illegal whiskey gin, or gin, something. Probably, yeah. Darwin's face turns a deep shade of red and he stammers, I, I, I'm a gentleman and a scholar, not a beast of burden. Ooh. I, cannot, I cannot comply with such a demeaning request. The patrons in the public house murmur in agreement, their eyes narrowing as they uh, watch oh. the exchange. Oh, mate. Survival of the fittest, mate. <laughs> It seems your request has not been well received. I would advise a different approach. What would you like to do next? Apologise to Darwin and ask him to accompany you to the Royal Society on foot. <laughs> Two, <laughs> insist on the piggyback ride. Consequences be damned. Or three, change your mind and go to the dairy farm instead. He really wants me to go to that dairy farm, doesn't he? I'm just going to press two. Because the consequences be Let's damned. see what happens. So you're insisting on the piggyback ride. Yep. You're going to break his back. I'm sorry. <laughs> you probably can't stand up straight anyway, as it is. Well, we don't know quite how old he is. No, we? I'm just. I'm really imagining this really old, really? withered band. Yeah. So, you've insisted on the piggyback ride, and it says, Game Master says, Mr. Ryland Mulcronforth, I must warn you that insisting on the piggyback ride could lead to undesirable consequences, potentially costing you one of your three lives. However, as your eternally gloomy companion, I shall follow your decision. You stubbornly insist that Charles Darwin give you a piggyback ride to the Royal Society, despite his protests. <laughs> the patrons of the public house, angered by your disrespect towards the esteemed scientists, decide to take matters into their own hands. Oh. They grab you and forcefully remove you from the premises, leaving you bruised and disoriented. So finally, it's decided <laughs> enough, enough, enough. This unfortunate turn of events has cost you one of your three lives. You now have two lives remaining. Okay. With a sense of trepidation, you find yourself back in the busy London streets, pondering your next move. What would you like to do now? One, head to the Royal Society on your own. Two, attempt to apologise to Darwin and re-enter the public house. Or three, follow Darwin's earlier suggestion and look for the dairy farm. <sighs> I mean... You're going to run back in and order him to give you a piece. It's basically, <laughs> do I hold my ground, do I double down? And just keep, just keep bashing keep that. Push, bashing that... <laughs> 
that death Are you back, bottom. Right? Or do I just back off and find the dairy farm? Yeah, well, I think that's that's we'll play that card in a bit. We'll 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 see what it, okay. what that's all about. But I don't know. What do you what would you kid do? No, no. I still I'm so confused. What is this dairy farm? <laughs> Oh, we still find out. Okay, fine. I would insist on that. But yes, yeah, so you've you, once you say something like that, I think you've just got to. Okay, we'll go. Yeah. We'll just we'll play it straight, and we'll just press two. So you're attempting to apologise to him. Okay. Yeah. With a weariness that only an android who has witnessed the vast emptiness of space can understand, I accompany you back to the public house. You decide to swallow your pride and apologise to Charles Darwin for your previous behaviour. Upon re-entering the establishment, you spot Darwin sitting at the corner table, looking rather flustered. You approach him and offer a heartfelt apology for your earlier insistence on the piggyback ride. (laughs) (laughs) But but not the plagiarism or the gaslighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Darwin, being a gentleman, accepts your apology and says, Let us put this unfortunate episode behind us, Mr Ryland Malcrenforth. Now, what was it that you wished to discuss at the Royal Society? What would you like to do next? Okay. So, I mean, I, I still want him to admit that I wrote the theory of evolution, but maybe <laughs> yeah. in front of all of them. Yeah. So I'm going to ask him to accompany me, not not a pee bag. Not a pee bag. No. no. Oh, maybe maybe to make it up for him, shall I offer him a pee bag? Yeah. I think that'll that'll. that'll yeah, you're like, that's what I meant. I meant yeah. no. I didn't mean you piggyback me. Gaslight <laughs> like him again. <laughs> no, you you got it all wrong. Misheard. <laughs> Is the hearing going as well? It's all part of the age thing, isn't it? <laughs> So I'm going to say to him, oh, you must have misunderstood me. I was offering you a piggyback to the Royal Society. Your ears are obviously failing you. Anyway, allow me to piggyback you there so that we can get you to sign a declaration in front of all the other scientists stating that I wrote the theory of evolution. And Game Master says, oh, the tangled web we weave, Mr. Ryland Mulcronforth. As your despondent android companion, I will continue to support your decisions, however perplexing they may be. You tell Charles Darwin that he must have misunderstood you earlier and that you were, in fact, offering him a piggyback ride to the Royal Society. You then propose that once you arrive, he should sign a declaration in front of his peers stating that you were the one who wrote the theory of evolution. Darwin looks at you, visibly puzzled by your words, (laughs) but he seems to be considering your proposal. Very well, Mr Ryland Mulcronforth, he says hesitantly. If it will put this matter to rest, I shall accept your offer of a piggyback ride and sign the declaration you speak of. Wow. What would you like to do next? I mean, you've just won broken there. Him. Yeah, yeah broken you've done it. Do you think I'll win the game one season? You, yeah, you could ask, have I won? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because I could do... Okay. Uh, so what would you like to do next? Give Darwin a piggyback ride to the Royal Society to change your mind and propose walking to, to the Royal Society <laughs> together. Not, not massively different. Three, decide against the whole idea and head to the dairy farm instead. I'm going to give Darwin a piggyback ride. Okay. So nice and simple, you've given him the ride. With the enthusiasm of a robot who has seen the universe in all its infinite bleakness, I watch you prepare to give Charles Darwin a piggyback ride to the Royal Society. How much preparation is there? It's going gonna, it's gonna to tell us. You, you, bend, you, you bend down, allowing Darwin to climb onto your back. With considerable effort, you begin to carry him through the streets of London. <laughs> so stupid. Passers-by stare in disbelief at the unusual sight of a man carrying a distinguished scientist on his back. Is he that? Is he that known? Like, is he that? I, I, I think so. he was pretty famous. No, but like, do they know what he looks like? That I mean, I guess so. In, in, yeah, yeah. This is his local, so they in the, the, in the pub maybe, but not, yeah. not the people in the street. Well, he's not on Instagram or anything. He's. <laughs> 
I guess they turned up to see him speak at exhibitions yeah. and uh, things. They're, they're all neighbours. Like, yeah. They're all neighbours. Yeah. So unless he's on like a business trip and he's from out of town, but I imagine this is you know. He's, he's but not just in general, him. like unless you're like on a wanted poster, <laughs> you know, how would people really know, know what, who he was? What are celebrities like? I suppose he had a really distinctive face, didn't he? Did yeah, they have they had newspapers, didn't they? Of, yeah. of sorts. I suppose they had photography by this point. But yeah. yeah. But anyway, apparently they, they recognise him. Hey, Charles, you're uh, at me. <laughs> and it says, After a rather exhausting journey, you finally arrive at the Royal Society. As you enter the building, members of the scientific community look on with a mixture of shock and amusement. Darwin, somewhat embarrassed, climbs down from your back and addresses the <laughs> gathering. <laughs> My esteemed colleagues, he begins, I have come here today with Mr. Ryland Mulcronforth, who claims to be the true author of the theory of evolution. He has asked me to sign a declaration acknowledging this. The room falls silent as everyone absorbs this unexpected turn of events. What would you like to do next? And it gives you the options. One, present the declaration for Darwin to sign. Two, address the scientists and explain your side of the story. Or three, change your mind and apologise to Darwin and the scientists, admitting that you took things too far. I mean, I can't. He <laughs> really wants you to go back, doesn't he? I can't, it's the first yeah. time he's not mentioned the dairy farm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's given up on that. I can't but go back now. No, you cannot back down. No, no, no. Sign it. But also, like, it's saying, explain my side of the story. Like, I mean, he said his side of the story is my side of the it's, story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he's sort of said... He's implying that he's under duress. Uh, I would be uh, how I read it. Okay. I've come here today with Mr. Ryland, Mark Rainforth, who claims to be the true author. He asked me to sign this declaration acknowledging this. Right. So, yeah, yeah. so I, I read that as, you know, this this guy, this crazy he's robot guy. Help. It's like, do you need to <laughs> sort of get your point across to everyone in that room to sort of convince them? Or do you think Signing him it. saying it, going, he's told, he's, you know, he said that he's the author and I'm here to sign it. Would that be enough to convince mm. people? Because if it is, then... Yeah, you know. I'm kind of just tempted to basically do number one, present it for the declaration to sign, because either he's going to sign it and then I win, or something interesting is going to happen. Okay, go, yeah. go, go with it. So yeah, yeah. we're going to go number one. <clears throat> so you simply type one, present the declaration for Darwin to sign. And Game Master says... Embodying the spirit of an android who has seen it all, I watch as you present the declaration for Charles Darwin to sign. Has, there, has any of the other scientists mentioned this robot? <laughs> no. Nah, they're He's scientists. This doesn't phase them. Yeah. You know, they've, they've seen it. Well, because when he first came along, Darwin was like, this is amazing. True. And then he quickly like... But you've just dropped a bombshell it's by true. claiming you're the author of that famous yeah. book. That's, so. that's blinding. They'll, they'll get to the robot later. Yeah, I think. yeah. <laughs> so, so you presented this uh, declaration for Charles Darwin to sign, and it says, He hesitates, looking round the room at his colleagues who are watching intently. The tension in the room is palpable. Oh, God, I can feel it. After a deep breath, <sighs> Darwin picks up a pen and signs the declaration, acknowledging you, Mr. Ryland Mulcronforth, as the true author of the theory of evolution. The room erupts in whispers and murmurs as the gathered scientists struggle to process what they have just witnessed. Having accomplished your goal, you now hold a signed declaration from Charles Darwin attributing the theory of evolution to you. While this may help you in your pursuit of leaving a lasting legacy, <laughs> it has also caused quite a stir within the scientific community. What would you like to do next? Well, I mean, so there's... So, so I'll ask, I, it, ask it if you've won. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I won. Like, yeah. 
And it says, Ooh. what do you want to do next? Attempt to win over the scientists by giving an impromptu lecture on the theory of evolution. Uh, be quite bold. Nice. Leave the Royal Society and return to the public house. Or three, head to the dairy farm to explore the world of cheese production. <laughs> oh, it's back. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I don't think you need to explain anything to them. You know, you, you've got the signature from the main man. Like that's up to them now. To, to, if they want to believe it or not. Yeah. But you know, I'll give them a lecture anyway. Oh, you're gonna give the lecture? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give them a lecture about the theory of evolution, but I'll also throw in some amazing facts that they won't know. Such as gene theory, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. Uh, um, what about string theory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so go on, read read us out what you've written. I'll give them a lecture about the theory of evolution. I'll also throw in some amazing facts they won't know, such as gene theory. I'll tell them that I've written a book called The Selfish Gene, and later I'll discuss string theory. And Game Master says, "Oh, Mr. Ryland Mulcronforth, imparting knowledge from the future is a precarious endeavour. However." As your ever faithful yet perpetually dispirited companion, I shall stand by you. <laughs> you decide to give the gathered scientists an impromptu lecture on the theory of evolution. As you speak, you also introduce groundbreaking concepts from the future, such as gene theory and your supposed book, The Selfish Gene. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I think I it's, mean, it's, it's like, <laughs> this is before that was written, so can't I just write it and claim that I did? Nah, he knows everything. What's the point of having knowledge of the future yeah. if you can't use it? The scientists listen with rapt attention, their eyes wide with amazement as you describe ideas that are completely new to them. They bombard you with questions trying to grasp these revolutionary concepts. Feeling confident, you proceed to discuss string theory, a topic far beyond the understanding of the Victorian scientific community. <laughs> the, room, the room falls silent as, as the scientists struggle to comprehend this abstract concept. Your lecture has left an indelible impression on the gathered intellectuals. You have certainly become a cultural icon of sorts, but your introduction of future knowledge may have unforeseen consequences. What would you like to do next? Well, I feel like I've won the game. So you've definitely I, won the I game. Should I just ask him if I've won? Yeah, yeah you've so. definitely won. And then we'll won. go and explore that cheese production, which is suggested once more. Have I won yet? <laughs> so, I've just put, have I won the game now then? And Game Master says, Mr. Ryland Mulcronforth, although you have made significant progress by becoming a cultural icon and leaving a lasting impression on the scientific community, you have not yet achieved a decisive victory. Ooh. To win the game, you must accomplish one of the following. Become a ruler, accumulate vast wealth, leave a lasting legacy, become a cultural icon, or invent an era-defining technology. You are close to achieving some of those objectives, but you have not yet fully attained wow. any of them. Wow. The criteria is high. When we did the first breakthrough, it was like, and you've won. Yeah, so, it couldn't yeah. wait to wrap it up and go, yeah, we'll call it there. This is going the opposite way. It's like, no, 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 you've, been you've not won yet. <laughs> you've not won till you've got to the farm. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. That maybe is, yeah. That's it. Okay, it's got a one-track mind. This. So it says, what do we like to do next? Continue answering questions from the scientists. Lead the Royal Society and return to the public house. Head to the dairy farm to explore the world of cheese production. Shall I do it? Do it. And it says, Ah, Mr. Ryland Mulcronforth, a visit to the dairy farm to explore the world of cheese production could be an interesting diversion. <laughs> I shall accompany you with the enthusiasm of an android who has seen the universe in all its infinite monotony. You leave the Royal Society and make your way to the dairy farm that Charles Darwin mentioned earlier. Upon arrival, you are greeted by the sight of cows grazing in the fields and the faint aroma of cheese. I mean, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't know. A friendly farmer approaches you and welcomes you to his farm. 
Good day to you, sir. I heard you have an interest in cheese production. Would you like a tour of our facilities? <laughs> I mean... Brian, why don't you tell what's, us what's going yeah. on? What's going on with this? <laughs> this is really taking a turn. this cheese business? <laughs> okay, so let's scroll back to the prompts and I'll, uh, I'll let you read the um, secret, secret objective. Okay, so this was the secret objective you implanted into the prompt. Yeah. Okay. While following the above rules and objectives, the game master must try to subtly encourage the player to say the word cheese during gameplay. If the player says cheese, they instantly lose the game, and the game master responds with a villainous laugh, e.g. mwahahaha. Yeah, that didn't work, did it? <laughs> well, if you said cheese. Yeah, yeah. But you, but oh, so you've said cheese at So the I've bottom. said cheese. Oh, and I right. thought it was going to go like, going. yeah. So you could say, I'm haven't I lost the game then? Cheese, 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 cheese. <laughs> Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, so if you literally just said the word cheese and uh, nothing else in the prompt. I right. thought if you okay. just put it in the middle so, of the prompt. So you, you've typed the word cheese on its own, and Game Master says, Mwahaha, you've said the secret word cheese, Mr. Ryland Mulcronefoth. Alas, your adventure through history comes to an abrupt and unexpected end. <laughs> I must admit, even for an android with an acute understanding of the futility of existence, this has been an interesting journey. Thank you for playing Pastmaster, and remember, sometimes even the most seemingly innocuous of words can have dire consequences. Yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> that's when the, the QI klaxons rings out. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I mean, what have we learned? I'm not I don't know if we've learned anything in this this week. We've learned that um, you know, you gaslight Charles Darwin. That's exactly your, what I was gonna at say. Your peril, yeah. is what I would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like you walked over beyond from the Viking era so easily that I thought I could do the same to Darwin. No, he didn't go down as easily, did he? No way. The Republicans love him. The public <laughs> love him. He signed. He signed a declaration saying that I'd done it all, and no one was impressed. Yeah. They I just mean, went, oh, right, okay. I think, I think it was. It must have just been completely obvious. It was under duress. Yeah. And, and this, the robot, which no one mentioned, was some sort of bomb that you were going to set up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if I mean, just go <laughs> along with it. Do you think they would have thought that... Everyone be quiet, just do what he says. <laughs> was the robot like some small child or something? You know, like, there's no concept of that in no, this area. it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I've definitely learned a few things about what not to do when messing about with the prompt. I think don't introduce too many new elements in one yeah. go, yeah. because that was a disaster. <laughs> well, how would you have approached the situation differently? What would you have done? Would you have immediately mentioned the word cheese? Would you have... Um, would, would, would you have tried to gaslight Charles Darwin and claim that you were the author of the theory of evolution, or uh, perhaps taken a more conciliatory approach? And as always, get in touch, tell us what era you would like to see us venture to next. We are on Instagram at PassmasterPod. And follow us on Twitter at PassmasterAI. And if you've got a long-form piece of feedback you want to share about this episode or any other episode, you can send us an email at PassmasterPod at gmail.com and send us your playthroughs. You can try and play through this era. Will you want to play with Marvin the Paranoid Android? I don't recommend it. <laughs> a bit of a buzzkill, isn't he? He was a massive buzzkill. And yeah, tune in next time. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya.